This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson at the Twitch this weekend. Man, check this out. Tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, we've got the Smash Zone. We're going to be watching some War Games matches, or at least parts of the better War Game matches that are out there. Uh, and we're going to watch uh, some Press Your Luck. It's it's a wild time, man. It's you, me, the Enforcer. We just have a good time watching a bunch of random stuff. Yep. Uh, on Friday... Impact Wrestling's Against All Odds. It's the first of the month. Therefore, predictions begins on the first of the month. Sorry, it's the what? First of the month. Thank you. So, check Thank you. So, we're going to be watching Against All Odds, the Phil Collins homage pay-per-view. Why they yes. didn't call it Impact in the air tonight. Well, they should have. They should have that. They should have Impact Take Me Home, Impact Susudio, Impact yeah. Easy Lover. Impact like, you can't hurry love. Impact land of confusion. That's the re- that's the that should be their mania. Replace really Slam Aversary with Land of Confusion. I want a mm-hmm. Land of Confusion match. Sammy Callahan versus Moose. Great. Give me that. Great. And the and the ring like keeps on like moving around. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good idea. That's a great uh, idea. Of course, uh, Saturday is Money in the Bank. I look back there because I got a, a, a attache case slash lunchbox mm. for Money oh, in the Bank. Oh, are we going to do the thing with Money in the Bank this year like we did last year? Where if you sure. if yeah. you if you get your pick right, then you pick a number out of there. But that means yeah. we all have to make unique picks, though, right? Um, then we have she- we have primary picks and secondary picks, I believe. I don't know, man. I, I'm down to do it. I'm totally right. down to do it. All right. Uh, but uh, right here is probably not the time because it requires some amount of thought. And I got one thing in my mind. That's blood and guts. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about some NXT tonight. We're going to answer some of your questions. And we're going to talk about Kenny Omega potentially retiring. Have we seen the sad last days of Kenny Omega in wrestling? But first, let's talk about this. Is the WWE trying to bring Sasha Banks back? Back so, on June 15th. Oh, you got uh, it. Okay, I'll, go I'll do this one. You do the Kenny one. Sure. Uh, back on June 15th, Wrestling Inc.'s Raj Giri reported that Sasha Banks had been released by WWE. While additional reports suggest that Sasha's legal team had been in discussions about her getting released from her contract, WWE had never actually officially announced that the boss was departing the company. Today, Raj offered up some more details. He tweeted this. He says, here's what I know about Sasha Banks. She was released on June 10th, and it came from Erica Schreiber, VP of Business and Legal Affairs for Talent Relations. As for why WWE has not said anything or removed her, the rumor is that leadership is trying to smooth things over. Just to be clear, Sasha Banks' release was done by Erica Schreiber, VP of Business and Legal Affairs of Talent Relations. Not that the news came from her. I would never out a source. 
Later on, Raj Giri would add some clarification from his initial report. Um, says, I deleted the original tweet since there was some confusion. To clarify, I heard Sasha Banks. She was released on June 10th. The release came from uh, uh, the VP of Business and Legal Affairs for Talent Relations and not John Laurinaitis, who usually handles those. Mm -hmm. So, Larson, it seems like maybe WWE coming to their senses understands Sasha Banks is, is, is on the precipice of becoming a crossover mainstream star. She has that potential. She's already kind of dabbling in those waters a little bit. Probably not a great idea to lose her at this time over something uh, like creative unfulfillment when all you got to do is just write something different and then she might be happy. Or, or better uh, yet, get her involved in what's written for her. You know, mm -hmm, get input. Mm -hmm. um, this, this sounds fairly familiar. Circumstances completely different, but familiar to what happened to Jeff Hardy. They said to him, go to rehab or you get released. He said, I'm not going to rehab. He got released. And then what? Soon they're like, oh, we don't we don't we didn't we didn't want to let him go. So they tried to bring him back. Yeah, you want a Hall of Fame spot? It's like what? I'm gonna get that anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Even I'll if just, I leave, you're gonna. I'll, get I'll wait five me. years. I'll get that anyways. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 it's look, it's who knows if you know somebody here in chat had mentioned I'd seen that also. It's like, well, Stephanie's the uh, the uh, the interim CEO at this point. Maybe she has something to do with it. Maybe that that could entirely be possible. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Uh, in any event, I will say this: while yeah. Stephanie is is the interim CEO, same head of creative though, and that's yeah, Vince. that's totally true. Yeah, and until Vince is out of the picture, the same yeah. problem could potentially persist. You know how I know Vince is very much still in the picture, Larson? Because he shows up on my fucking TV once a week mm -hmm. <laughs> to let me know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're right. He's still the head of creative. He still shows up on TV. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. You know, I've, I've, I had speculated when people say, hey, oh, well, maybe she's going to go to stardom or maybe she's going to go to AEW. I've never really thought. I know. I Look, I know she loves wrestling. I get yeah. that. But she also loves wrestling, I think, my opinion, on the biggest stage possible. Oh, absolutely. And that to this point is still WWE. And I yeah. think that when she left, in her head, she's like, because she's kind of done this before, when she's like, hey, I didn't like how you treated the tag titles. I'm going to leave for a bit. And then she came back. Um, And so I think she understands, hey, I'm kind of a big enough deal. Or maybe it's a heat check. I don't know. Hey, let's see if I'm big enough. I can leave. And then uh, and 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 have my put my lawyers on it, mm -hmm. and then see if they understand what I am, mm -hmm. and then and and see if I can get like you know what I want. We'll see if I can get my cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and then if I don't, I'm gone. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and we probably won't know until either WB issues a, a statement saying, you know, Sasha Banks, best of luck in your future endeavors, or yeah. she shows back up on TV. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You mentioned Kenny Omega. We haven't seen Kenny Omega since full gear of last year. He's been out with like seemingly half a dozen different injuries. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, many of us have been wondering, you know, granted, we want to give Kenny all the time he needs to heal. But when he might right. come back to the ring. So during a CEO gaming Twitch stream, Kenny said that perhaps we may never see him back in the ring. These transcripts come to you from WrestleZone. This is what the cleaner had to say. Quote, uh, 
Look, if I get another major setback, that's it. I'm done because I can't do this ever again. Um, it's like two times, three times a day, really painful rehab. Without even knowing what it's going to be like once I get back in the ring, I have no clue. It's scary, actually. And you see some people that come back to the ring and you're just happy to see in the back. And I think that's that there's a different kind of expectation put on me. And I think that anything less than what they're expecting, which is already unrealistic, is going to lead to a lot of ridicule, which is what I get every day anyway. So you can probably understand and imagine how difficult it is struggling twice, three times a day, trying to get things to work that never uh, maybe worked before and trying to reroute things in your brain to get around the things that aren't going to heal. People think, oh, Kenny's hurt. He took time off. Snap your fingers. I come back 100%. Life doesn't work that way. Bodies don't work that way. Athletes don't work that way. It's very difficult to formulate this plan and to execute it, and we'll see how I do. I mean, the list of injuries he was dealing with, not even to mention the vertigo. Like, uh, you know, a knee injury, that can potentially keep you out for months. Depending on the nature of the shoulder injury, that can keep you out for months. Um, and he's been dealing with the vertigo since 2017. I don't know what can be done for that. I don't know yeah. what the cause of it is. I know he, he said he was it, it was from a, a G1 match, you know, taking the knee to the head after the Okada drop kick. Um, I don't know if there's a way that he can recuperate from that enough where it's not a constant issue for him. I just don't know. Yeah. And if he if he's approaching his return to the ring as in I'm never going to be that Kenny Omega again. Yeah. The one who was who was getting five-star matches in 2015, 16, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. I physically I just can't do it. Yeah. Then he has to go and as he says here kind of relearn how to do certain things. And I would imagine, to a large degree, change up his style while meeting the expectations of what fans expect from his matches. You know? Yeah. And that's tough. I think he is the kind of guy who, number one, I think there's a couple things. Number one, just from reading this, it has to be pretty deflating to go into rehab two to three times a day to experience mm-hmm. that kind of pain and just be fucking done with it. Mm-hmm. And who knows how often his mood changes having to go through that, you know, uh, maybe he was just caught at a, at a, at a particularly deflating moment. Entirely possible. Maybe he's got ups and downs during the day. I would imagine. So yeah. he's a human being, you know, we all know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I would, I would suggest that, Kenny Omega is such a genius in the ring. Physically speaking, the athletic stuff that he does is sort of like he can he can he can put on the amazing matches just as a psych as a, as a ring psychologist. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. That being said, clearly, you know his headspace is such that that's up in the air whether mm-hmm. he thinks he can deliver to the degree he wants to, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that's entirely up to him. Um, he is probably one of the guys who would be like, man, uh, you know, I, I'd be very interested to see, you know, it's not like when Shawn Michaels came back, he had changed up his game. He had to because mm-hmm. he, he was, you know, whatever, uh, four years older and 10 years earlier, his body had not been through nearly the wear and tear. And so he became one of the best. He, he was already one of the best storytellers in yeah. the game, yeah. but he that just went into overdrive. And you yeah. had those amazing Shawn Michaels matches yeah. at the second half of his career. Um, and so I don't know. I could see Kenny doing that. I mean, maybe at some point. Hopefully, I guess the best case scenario is hopefully 
there's some light at the end of the tunnel for rehab. Mm-hmm. And and he, and he feels good enough where he's like, hey, you know what? Physically speaking, athletic, athletically speaking, I can't be putting on the DDT matches that I used to put on or even the 2017 matches. But maybe he'd take it as a challenge to learn how to tell a compelling story even more so than he already can with a less physically think, demanding approach yeah yeah i mean honestly man it, it's 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 nice to understand where he's coming from mm-hmm. as a as a as a kenny fan mm-hmm. to understand hey and he's always been always been very transparent oh, Remember yeah. when that spotlight was on him before AEW, it's like where is he gonna go where is he gonna sign and, and he was trying to be as transparent as possible mm-hmm. um without giving away you know what was going on with negotiations um so you know, honestly, at the end of the day, I think you can agree. Whatever makes Kenny happy is what we want oh, yeah. him to do. Absolutely. Uh, as fans of his, if he if he wants to get back into pro wrestling and he feels physically he can do it and put on the kind of performance that he wants to put on, then, you know, he's going to get the loudest mm-hmm. reactions and mm-hmm. the biggest ovation because everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, you know, whatever our 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 positive energy goes out to Kenny Omega and yeah. what seems like a really tough time for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the list of injuries he was dealing with that we knew about, you know, Oh, it was nuts. And it was wrestling nuts. how he's wrestled an incredibly physical style for, you know, at the very, at the least the last dozen years, mm-hmm. probably longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know he's been wrestling longer than that. Um, you know, that takes its toll. I know he's dealt with injuries in the past, and I know he's come back from injuries really quickly. He tore his meniscus at one point in New Japan. It was back in like two weeks, you know? Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully he is taking time to heal, to recover. And, you know, if he, if he hits a wall and finds like, okay, like if, if it's just not really worth it for him anymore to put himself through this, mm-hmm. then, yeah, walk away. Yeah, yeah, you know he's still he's still a young man. He's got a lot of life uh, ahead of him, mm-hmm. and to go yeah. get back in the wrestling ring, not a, not anywhere close to one hundred percent, risk injuring yourself even further. It's not worth mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's his decision to make. Exactly. And I'm sure he'll exactly. he'll make it uh, uh, with you know with the, the confidence. And who knows? Maybe he'll step away. Maybe he'll do like what Shawn Michaels did. He steps away yeah. for a couple of years, and then one day he's like, you know what? I'd like to. I get the itch. Sometimes you, sometimes it's not a matter of. You would think that sometimes it's not a matter of, well, I'm I'm rehabbing to come back, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just hey, rehab just to get your life together and exactly. and, and get good, and heal, and then and worry about the rest later. Exactly. You know? But exactly. I understand he's got a lot of pressures on him. He's mm-hmm. an EVP of a company, and mm-hmm. and I, it's obvious in that last, you know, until he was until he left, you know, for the two and a half years or whatever, he was there with AEW. He was the guy, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he was that that entire company was built basically on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. And of course, obviously, Cody Rhodes. I mean, let's not forget, you know, that guy was really putting it all together. That's why AEW is really in the pits. Let's talk about how terrific AEW's dynamite was tonight, man. Blood and guts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just tons of fun, man. Tons of. Fun. Yeah. You got plenty of blood. You got plenty. Of, well, we didn't get any guts. That had been taking things too far. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't. I've been taking entrails. things way too far. Uh, we you did know, see isn't... a lot of blood, though. Um, but even yeah. before the blood guts match, I thought the show overall was was really solid. Um, mm. Had a fun opening bout between Orange Cassidy and Ethan Page. Steve's uh, favorite wrestler, Christian Cage, another great promo. Um, oh man, that promo was hilarious. We that, got he's we, or heel heel Christian Cage is some is is great. I, I said he was going to be great as a heel, and and it came true. Yeah, uh, we saw heel Luchasaurus. 
Yeah. With the with the very uh, ominous, menacing new entrance, a lot of fire. It's pretty neat. Uh, we saw uh, Billy Gunn choose the acclaimed over his own sons. I would as well. You yeah, know, that's a no brainer right there. Indeed. Uh, uh, another fun Jade Cargill match, and then yeah, blood and guts. Uh, you know, last year's was fun. It got some. It got some uh, heat towards the end. The finish where Jericho took a fall off the cage, and they tried to create a safe environment for him to land, so he wouldn't like really hurt himself. Apparently, still dislocated his elbow, and just because we could see some cardboard boxes underneath where he landed, it was like, oh gosh, you broken the illusion of professional wrestling for me. Oh, um, we didn't say anything like that. No, the we internet, didn't. The, the internet That's did. what I'm saying. But you and I were like, look, what do you want this guy to do? I know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, we were, look, Lars and I, we are, the, we are two of the biggest pearl clutchers when it comes to be as soon, as soon as Jericho started climbing that, I was like, come, no, man, we don't need the don't fall. Need don't need we it. don't need the fall. And Sammy Guevara, I, you know, I, I understand the dude is a professional. And he was up there measuring, you know, selling, but also measuring out. Yeah. Okay, there's there's my landing spot. But and we talked about this during the pre-show, and I cannot stress this enough. And I, I would love to sort of quiz him about this because it's it's fascinating to me. You know, so like, what was extra impressive about the Sammy Guevara fall? I'm just gonna go there now. Sure. Was. <sighs> So when he does a crazy move, like let's talk, let's take a couple of ladder matches he's done, like with Cody, and then the yeah, other yeah, one he yeah. had, uh, he, he he goes up to the top of that really tall ladder, and then he hits a cutter off it, right? Or he jumps and does the sunset, whatever he does. And it's like when you do something crazy like that, or even when you go to the top, and he did whatever that crazy move was that one time when he sort of did the crazy motion with his hand in the head, yeah, 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 yeah. And he and it looked like he almost had he basically landed on his head. Oh, against Scorpio Sky, right? Yes, thank you, and. With those moves, you would think that, okay, I can concentrate on the the acting part of it is sort of hand-in-hand hand with executing the move. I'm trying to execute this move on this person, whatever that looks like, great. When he went off tonight, he got the low blow, and he had to make it seem kind of like he was out of it, like he had been, you know, basically taken out. So he was like... A dead, a dead body coming off the top mm -hmm. of that, mm -hmm. which you would think there's got to be some extra acting there, even though your body's basically just, you just let it fall. Yeah, you just limp, yeah. But you can't act like, you can't brace like this or anything. Mm -hmm. He was just, he just fell. And you got to, there's, there's got to be like an extra process there to sort of let yourself just do that. It was nuts, but he hit that landing perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely crazy. Like, I didn't understand it when Foley did it. I never understand when anybody can do when Shane. Shane is one of the best at doing yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wonder to a certain degree. I don't think you could totally prepare yourself for things like that. I think you do your best, and I think part of that's probably repetition. And yeah. I wonder at a certain point you do enough crazy stuff, not necessarily a yeah. feeling of invulnerability per se, but just like, okay, I know how to fall. Oh, I know Sammy. How, I, yeah, Sammy, come on, man. That if anybody in AEW, and I'm even including Jeff, maybe Jeff Hardy too. The feeling of invulnerability, this kid has it. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want to. I didn't want to be careful. I didn't want to presuppose that. I think I, my my point was, <laughs> yeah, the idea that you've taken enough crazy falls, you feel comfortable enough in controlling yeah, sure. your body. Yeah, in in high risk situations. Uh, Diehard Homer mentions Darby too. Um, Absolutely, 100%, uh, yeah. uh, that. You know, you go up there, you look at you look at the situation. You're like, all right. You understand how to jump and and and, and, and how to how to angle yourself and where, right, where to yeah. turn over and all that kind of stuff. And 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 Ugh, sure. man, 
So yeah, that because early in the match, I'd seen the timekeeper table there and saw how massive and huge it was, and I'm like, okay, that's where someone's going through. Mm-hmm, yeah, and they did a pretty good job of hiding it most of the match, but early on, you could kind of see it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, whoever's going off is going there. Okay, there he goes. Because I knew it wasn't going to be the, the stage again because that was all LED. Mm-hmm, yeah, you land on that, that's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So the yeah. table, and then it's obvious when Sammy landed, massive crash pad underneath there. Uh, it, it was as safe as they could. I mean, I, they could have used a larger crash pad, so it's not as safe as they could have made it, but it seemed like it was a relatively safe situation. And yeah, assuming no, that Sammy hits his spot. Yeah. Um, what freaked me out more is the spin on top of the cage. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I know, I know Claudio's done that spot thousands of times. Yeah. It takes one little slip the, up. The swing, the swing you're The talking. swing, yeah, the swing at the top of the cage. It takes one inadvertent, accidental little slip. And Jericho, depending on which way it's Claudio spinning is sliding off the edge of that cage Man, towards the floor. I have, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna have fun here. I have never seen that full slip ever at all. He is the most controlled. He is. Claudio is basically like uh, the the six million dollar man. This it would we, not shock Steve, me if this, this man did he before. bleed tonight? I don't think he no, bled he did. tonight. Did he bleed? It's probably oil if he does. I think he's a machine. I think he's an angel. But here, this is the difference between you and I. Yeah, I am at all times just completely overcome with varying degrees of anxiety. It could be low, it could be high, somewhere in the middle. This is my life, I accept it, this is who I am. I don't think you live in that constant state, and therefore, stuff like that doesn't cross your mind. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain, it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small, well... Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's go ahead and uh, just dive into this, sure, man. Uh, sure. <laughs> Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page uh, opened up the show. Uh, Chuck was there. Uh, yeah, Chuck it was Taylor to see was Chuck. there. And then which Best Friends cool had some see. awesome tie-dye uh, tracksuits. They look pretty neat, but we didn't see him for too long because Dan Lambert comes out with Page, and he's like, hey. Uh, he says he runs down Orange Cassidy for being thin uh, and being much smaller than Ethan Page. He says, hey, ref. 
check the best friends uh, to see if they have their manager's license because of where they were there in um, where Detroit. Were they Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, they're, that's right. They were in Michigan. Yeah, they said that over and over again. Um, he says, uh, you know, we're in Detroit. We're in Michigan. They need to have their manager's license or else kick them from ringside, of course, the best friends. As we've seen personally, having sat next to them at StarCast, don't always have their shit together. And in this case, they did not have their manager's license. I remember Trent sitting down and saying, do you guys know how to get coffee stains out of my ring attire? His jacket. <laughs> his jacket. His, his entrance jacket. Yeah. And a giant coffee stain on it. I was like, I don't know. What kind of material is that, man? I think someone, um, I don't know if it was, someone suggested, of course, club soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, the, so the, yeah. but yeah, the story of this, as Lambert set up, was uh, uh, Cassidy, you're not strong enough to wrestle Ethan Page. And so throughout the match, uh, Orange Cassidy kept trying to body slam Ethan Page. And of course, at basically every turn, early on, especially, Ethan Page would just overpower him because he's larger. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he probably outweighs him by like 50 pounds. Um, he's good, what, four inches taller? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And someone in here, and I apologize, I, I forgot the name. Someone here in chat mentions, well, they're in, they're in Detroit, of course, home of WrestleMania three, and that mm-hmm. was one of the stories in, in the Hogan-Andre match. Well, yeah, one dude Will Hogan guys body so slam huge. Andre. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, uh, you know, you get, you get a lot of the typical Orange Cassidy stuff, hands in pockets. He does, at one point, uh, Lambert's on the on the apron, and he kind of goes over and pats him on the shoulders a little bit like he's punching him, but not. Um, and uh, uh, towards the end, Orange is calling for the Orange Punch. Oh, that's when Lambert gets on the apron. Orange goes over. Taps him on the shoulder a few times, act like he's actually going to punch him. Lambert flinches, and Lambert brought a bottle of orange juice with him. And earlier on, when Orange was out on the on the floor, Lambert was doing the silly Orange Cassidy yes, kicks, sort of mocking him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lambert flinches, and so Orange takes the orange juice from Lambert, uh, uh, takes a drink of it. Page tries to attack Orange from behind. Orange ducks it, hits Page with a orange punch, spits orange juice in Lambert's face. He misses him with orange juice. Yeah. Miss him, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, hits another orange punch on Page and then gets up, gets Page up, body slam to get the win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. It, it was, was good match. stuff. Crowd was really into it. Uh, after that, my favorite res- wrestler, Christian Cage. Good, I'm happy, uh, I'm happy you've, you've embraced Christian. I, t- I had said, this is nothing unexpected. I had said, if he turns heel, I'll probably love the guy. Sure enough, what I said ended up happening. Uh, so he shows up, he says, uh, I was asked by upper management to come out and apologize for the incense. And then the crowd starts booing him and he's like, okay, please. Can I, can I please just, you know, can I please continue? He says, I've been asked to apologize for the insensitive remarks I made about jungle boy's family, specifically his father. He says, you know, I've never apologized for anything I've done my throughout my entire career. He says, so I'll say this jungle boy. I'm sorry. Your entire family isn't dead. Uh, well, except for your mom, anyways. He says, so the, so they didn't have to witness what I did to you two weeks ago. He says, well, everybody except for your for your mom. And he puts down the microphone. He says, call me. Mm-hmm. And then he just he ends up, Tony just ends up giving him the mic and walking away in yeah. disgust. Yeah. He says, the only thing you scumbags in Detroit have going for it is that you're close to Canada. He says, you fans might be wondering while I'm in street clothes when I requested a match. I requested a match, and he's so tickled with himself. But it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Luchasaurus with his badass new sort of like oh. evil demon dinosaur. Oh, it's great! It's fire everywhere. It's fantastic. Yeah, so they walk to the ring, uh, and he's got masked Serpentico. And I guess Serpentico is expecting Christian because once he realizes Luchasaurus is his opponent, you can basically see him shitting his pants. 
I'm pretty sure he started praying to God. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was just no. beside himself. I think he was holding his his head like so. Yeah. And man. he he just realized he was in for trouble. Uh, thankfully for Serpentico, it didn't last very long. Luchasaurus won pretty quickly. He used a snare trap plus a nerve hold in the trapezius muscle to get the win. And then afterwards, Luchasaurus and Christian are starting to walk away. And Christian goes, hold on, do more. So Luchasaurus pulls Serpentico out of the ring, choke slams him on the floor. And Serpentico yep. just bounces. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. It's pretty rough. Oof. I do kind of think that I could use a different finish for Luchasaurus. Other than the snare like, trap? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's Jungle Boy's finish. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And yeah, he just okay, adds the, the, the yeah, nerve Yeah, and hold. he does the thing to it. Okay. Yeah. That's a good that's a good point. Uh, after that, we had Wardlow and Scorpio Sky in a no physicality interview. No physicality allowed here. No physicality. None. Unfortunately, it was a allow Wardlow to talk interview. They should not do that. Uh, so Sky says, you know, he just, Wardlow looks, he looks uncomfortable when he talks. I feel like he's just not into like this, whatever this is supposed to be. I mean, it's probably more fun being a bad guy. It's probably, yeah, like there's something to be said about just sort of sitting there and wincing and nodding and looking mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sky says, you know, I understand that you're feeling yourself lately. You beat up a lot of security guards, but uh, I'm not a security guard. And last time uh, uh, you came after Jeannie, I pinned you. Yeah. And, and uh, Wardlow, Wardlow says, I'm tired of talking. And I'm like, yes. Yes. And he thanks. says, but then he keeps on talking. Larson, yeah, I know. Because you know why? Because it's Wardlow's world. Wardlow's, Wardlow's world. Party, party time. time. Excellent. Excellent. That's such a stupid joke. Uh, he yeah, tells Scorpio. Yeah, I know. He tells Scorpio <laughs> Sky to bring. It's so bad. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, he tells Sky to bring every member of America top team. He's going to beat their asses like their security guards, too. And then Sky challenges him next week to a TNT title match, and it's a street fight. So, like, anything goes. Yeah. Like, the entirety of America Top Team can come at Wardlow. Maybe to get him back on track, he's just completely going to decimate, like, actual fighters, Larson. That shouldn't happen. I mean, he lost to Jake Hager in an MMA match at AEW. Remember that? I do. I would like not to. It's funny, the game that match was actually pretty solid until they started throwing, like, wild haymakers. I'm trying to remember. For some reason, I remember. I think I was off that day, and I just sort of watched it because I, like, I I, I had to, like, for the next week or something. But I remember, mm. like, not even seeing the first part of that match. Everybody oh, was the like, first, like, the first two minutes were like, okay, they're approaching this like a real MMA fight, and it felt, it was decent. Force, I think Enforcer did that episode. Oh, maybe. Me. And then and then they started throwing wild hate makers at each other, and from there it was it was it was out the window. It was no good, but it started out all right. Anyways, uh, then we had Max Caster and Gun Club taking on Dan House and a mystery opponent. So mm-hmm. Max Caster, of course, has his his rap beforehand, um, and then Dan House comes to the stage and he announces his partners. They're somebody pretty good at the wrestling, and it's FTR. Yeah, they're pretty darn good at the wrestling. They are pretty good, and they showed that again here that they're pretty good at the wrestling. Um, fun match. Uh, it's good to see Dan House and get a win. Yes, that was really cool. That was good. But so, you know, the bigger story beat here, of course. Yes, came yes. towards the finish. Absolutely. So Dan House yeah, escapes yeah. the suplex. He tags in Dax. Dax and Cash. They're really good at the wrestling. They go on a huge run. Uh, even though that Austin Gunn kind of botched his own finish, or his, what used oh, to be his finish. Dude, Dax seemed pissed about that. Like actually, it like pissed. they almost knocked heads. I'd be upset yeah, about that. Yeah, did. Too. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Dax tags in Danhausen. 
he hits uh, Austin again with a pump kick. Uh, looks for uh, a fit, his finish, I think. And then so Billy distracts the ref. Anthony Bowen slides in the ring, um, out of the wheelchair into the ring, and he tries to hit Danhausen with the crutch. Danhausen ducks, and then Bowens hits Austin instead. Danhausen covers Austin to get the win. And so Colton and Austin, they're upset at Bowens. And so they're all arguing. And then Billy shoves Colton, I think. He does. And, and sides with the acclaim. Yeah. Yeah. Which any reasonable person, uh-huh. regardless of, of actual family affiliation, uh, would do that. Um, yeah, this was this was uh, funny because what's funny about it, too, is that Billy Gunn is so fucking huge. He's massive. That the, that the shove seems so small. But like Colton sold the shit. He just goes out. flying right. halfway. Sorry, across the, the other guy. Yeah, he sold the shit out of it. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty great. Uh, after that, we had a video package: uh, the never-ending feud between Satnam Singh uh, and Jay Lethal and, and uh, Sanjay Dutt versus Samoa Joe. Sanjay challenges Joe to a Ring of Honor TV title bout against Jay Lethal at Death Before Dishonor. The recently, I mean, that's probably why this thing's just been endlessly going on. Yeah, because they've been figuring out the whole uh, our Ring of Honor situation. Yes, exactly. Now they have a show; they can actually schedule the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, we had Jade Cargill versus Layla Gray. This is another fairly short match. Layla got some of her stuff in in the end, though. Jade wins with a pump kick. Jaded. Mm-hmm. So Stokely. Hathaway gets in the ring, grabs the mic, and he's about to talk, and then Jade snatches the mic from him and says, I'm tired of the fans and the one the back bitching and moaning. Next time, to Stokely, give me some real competition. And so Stokely gets the mic back and says, See, she's fired up, and I know why. Jade gave an opportunity to everyone in the locker room, and it was Layla Gray. She doesn't even work here. She hasn't filed the W-2 yet. Had the wherewithal to seize the moment. So tell Chris Statlander and Athena that they're not overlooked They're just being lazy. So this brings out Athena and Statlander. They sprint down the ring. They get the upper hand. So Chris is holding up Jade while Athena looks for O-Face. And then Stokely goes over to Layla Gray and whispers something Mm -hmm. to her. And so she then pushes Athena off the top rope. uh, And then Jade and Kira lay them out. And then Layla extends her hand to to Stokely. Jade walks by, pushes it away, and and leaves. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, after that, and it's the only women's segment on the show. Uh, after that, we had a Young Bucks promo. They're sad, Larson. They said, you know, we're the first two-time champs. Where are our friends? Where are Don't they stop our amigos? All and hurt. he's like, they're all hurt. Red Dragon's hurt. Now Adam Cole's hurt, too. Even Cutler's out. There's an intern holding the camera. He's like, we have no friends here. And uh, he's, and then and, and Matt says, well, we do actually have. And then Nick cuts him off and says, we've got these tag titles. That's all we need. And Matt's like, yeah, yeah, the tag titles. Teasing that Hangman Page reunion with the Bucks, man. Because mm-hmm. Matt's like, we still have Hangman Page. He's still yep. here. Yep. Yeah. Well, they they teased that at the end of the Cody. thing the other day. Yeah, Cody. But, <laughs> well, it should be. Because they're probably like, man, creatively speaking, AEW's gone to the dumpsters ever since Cody's not you know, running the creative anymore. Anyways. Uh, he says, uh, but here's the thing, even though the forbidden door might be closed, still might be, it's still creaked open a little bit. If Yoshihashi and Goto want a shot at the tag titles, he says, uh, you can have them, but you're going to have to beat us on rampage first to get that title shot. And then Nick has a really bad joke 
about uh, something like, if you want to get these tag titles, you're going to have to go to hell or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I get it because his name's Goto. Yeah, Goto. Yeah, because I think uh, Matt was called him Goto earlier on. <gasps> oh, no. Did I say Redragon? I meant, uh, or I said Red Dragon. I meant Redragon. How dare you? Oh, my gosh. What am I thinking? Come on. Say, we got a gimmick to uphold. Get it, get, um, it, get it together. So before we get to the Blood and Guts match, they did announce that there's a Royal Rampage this Friday. Determine Mox's first contender for that interim title. Roy, yeah, so it's going to be like a Royal Rumble thing, huh? Yeah. Like Apparently it's an opening Rampage, so that'll be fun. It should be the entirety of Rampage. Royal Rumble is usually like... Royal an hour long, Royal, I know. Royal Rumble is usually an hour long, if yeah. you have 30 people anyways. Yeah. Uh, then we got Blood and Guts, of course, Jericho Appreciation Society against uh, Mox, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio of Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, we could go through a beat-by-beat beat, uh, uh, rundown of this match. Just go watch it. It's tons of fun. What were uh, your top three visuals from this match? We could do that. All right. Uh, mine, one of, my number, one sorry, of mine. Ahead. Sorry, it's my idea. I'm going to start. Sure. <laughs> I was, I was, was, was going to give you some time to think, but then you jump right on it. Would be uh, uh, when uh, uh, Parker left via in between like the the one of the tresses one of the things that's holding it together he like squirrels through a hole in it but then gets his legs tied up and he's just hanging there and the camera goes right in on his face and he's all over just the place. drenched in blood so i'll go back to the, when he got busted open and this happened during commercial break and i'm happy they showed or a picture in picture break and i'm happy they, they showed close-up where mox broke some glass yeah dumped it in the ring and yeah. then hit a pile driver on parker on top of the glass yeah, that's nuts. That was crazy. Yeah. There was a great shot of, uh, it was right after uh, Daddy Magic. Uh, what did he take, like a spine buster or something on the tax? Because there was an ungodly, like at one point, I think it was Wheeler Yuta introduced just like a gnarly yeah, number it was of Wheeler, tax. It was Wheeler and Mox, yeah, and dumped out a bunch of tax. It there, was yeah. a massive amount of tax, and like Menard got dumped him, and the crowd, and the camera goes right into him again, super bloody, yeah. just screaming blood. So uh, early on, Mox introduces a fork. He's got a fork with him. And he stabs Garcia yeah. first, and then he stabs yeah. Menard, and then he pulls out of his back pocket some skewers. And then jams oh, in Menard's head. That's right. The skewers. Oh, yeah. Sucked. Yeah. I did think, though, because it stuck in my head the other day. I, I don't know if you did you text me or did you say it on stream? Huh. I think you said it on stream. What did I say? The idea of Claudio turning yeah. on uh, on, on the, the, the combat Because of his beef with Eddie. Or yeah. Seemingly Eddie's beef with him. But at the at the very beginning, as soon as they get out there, Eddie was like, hey, let's just go do this. There was no continuation of that, but it did play. Perhaps into the finish might yes. give us an idea of what the first feud we're going to get is uh, with Claudio. And it could, in fact, be a rekindling of the feud with Eddie Kingston mm -hmm. uh, because the finish saw Jericho start to climb up. Uh, 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 Eddie chased him. He gives him the back fist up there. Claudio comes up and Sammy Gvorek yeah, comes, Sammy up. comes up. Yeah. Uh, and then did Sammy go up? Sammy went up first. Sammy went up first and Claudio didn't come up until Sammy had already gone off. Oh, 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 because it was Eddie that threw him off. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Eddie lays out Jericho, gives Sammy Gavora uh, a low blow, and then chucks him off. And then uh, uh, Claudia goes up. And then what was it? Uh, who it was, Ch was it Chase Parker or Menard? It was Menard. So Menard goes Menard. up there. And, and so Eddie has Jericho. I forgot what his submission is called. I, I apologize. Stretch something. Mm -hmm. um, and he's cranking back on that arm. He really wants to beat Jericho. Mm -hmm. Well, Claudio puts Menard at a sharpshooter. 
Mm-hmm. And so they both got their submission moves on up there, and Menard's the first one to tap. Um, and and so the bell rings and crowd cheers, and they realize they won. And Eddie, his first uh, impulse was not to celebrate a victory. He's pissed that he didn't get the win, and he didn't get to be the one. Uh, he didn't make Jericho tap, and he's upset at first. And I think it was compounded to a degree because it seemed like he might have tweaked his back or something. Because after mm-hmm. after the they call the match over, uh, uh, Claudio tries to help him up, and Eddie just goes, "No, nah, I, 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 give me a moment." Something in my back. I'm fine, but just give me a moment. You can see him yeah. tell him that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had like a close up on him when he yeah, was yeah. explaining it. Yeah, he goes, "I'll be fine." Um, yeah. I did like that it was Sammy going off the cage this time, because of course last time it was MJF threatening to throw Jericho off, and that was when Sammy says, "Yeah, right, surrender." That's what I was thinking too, and then yeah. MJF throws him off anyways. You know? Yeah, yeah. This time Sammy goes off. Um, nice little details there, but anyways, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Just crazy, and it feel awful for Santana. He was in the match maybe 20, 30 right. seconds yeah. when he tries to give shoot, who was Chase, it? I think it was Chase. Yeah, maybe Urinagi uh, 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 and mm-hmm. his left knee just buckles. Um, mm-hmm. And he got up once other time during the match, like punched somebody and just fell right back down. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully it's nothing severe, serious, didn't look good. Um, and hopefully it's not something that's going to keep him out of action for very long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we also had, before we get to our questions, we had an NXT 2.0 on the road to, <laughs> oh no, on the road to the Great American Bash. Larson, why the heavy sigh? I didn't necessarily think it was a bad show. Yeah. It just felt, it felt long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched it this afternoon. I was out running errands all, all day earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um. And to me, I was just a, a bit tired by the time I got home. But by the yeah, time right. I started watching uh, NXT, I was like, <laughs> "That's one to get going." Yeah. And maybe because it, it was a really, it was a really talky episode. Yeah, you know, there's I think there was five matches, a couple yeah. of them were kind of short. Um, what were the matches here? We so have, the opener they here. gave time. You know, that match doesn't make any sense. Why this match should even happen? Why are Carter and Chance? wrestling Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez as a chance to be number one contender when Roxanne has the contract that does, should automatically make her and Cora Jade number one contender if that's what she wants to do. But here's the thing. Evidently, based on the show, because Cora and Roxanne won, Roxanne doesn't have to use her contract now. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what Mandy said later on. So it's entirely possible that Cora and oh. Roxanne can win the tag titles next week and then and then Roxanne could still go after Mandy. Oh, Okay. Well, that's convenient. I know it's convenient. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> it is weird. No, I don't know. If I'm like, hey, I wanna, you know, I'm going to use this contract to get that, and then they're like, well, how about you just have a number one contenders match instead? Oh, okay, cool. I'll just do that then. Right on. I mean, at least, at least, at least they didn't. You know, at least they mentioned the contract. Yeah, I know. I it, it should have been a situation part. where though, where where they should have had a segment backstage last week where. Core and mm-hmm. Roxanne talked about the situation. Be like, well, mm-hmm. if I, we do this, do I get to keep this? I think so. Yeah. Oh, all right. So then it yeah. actually makes sense. It makes sense why Core and Roxanne would accept the 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 the, uh, the 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 challenge when like they could already be number one contenders. They have the contract yeah. for it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. No. I'm looking at this rundown here, man. And you're you're absolutely right. They sort of focus on all the wrong stuff. Number one, first and foremost, there was no Apollo Creed vignette, Creed vignette where he uh, did some more Apollo of his Cruz. 
what I create. I don't want. Yeah. I've got Rocky on the line, apparently. Apollo Crews vignette where, uh, you know, he, he, he displays some more of his time traveling or prognostication. He did reference that, though. He did, but I don't want them to just put him now there. He's, you know, he's doing the prognostication. I want more vignettes. I want to see him out there in the I real agree. world. I'd rather see these little video packages and him have to wrestle Zion Quinn. I agree. And instead of a cool song, a backstage segment, we had him in the ring. So they did everything backwards. Uh, there was a match just, that that really didn't matter at all. Nikita Lyons versus Mandy Rose. We knew Nikita Lyons was not going no, to know. win that. No. And then we have this Cameron Grimes, Braun Breaker face-to-face thing at the end, which didn't overstay its welcome, but it really wasn't that exciting. It wasn't very dramatic. No, it was. They tried to make it dramatic by having Braun Breaker apparently dislocate his shoulder after breaking the top rope. They did do something that was kind of shockingly refreshing hmm. that WWE doesn't. They do it from time to time. But not to this degree. They actually had a storyline segment explaining a character being written out of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, so often when people get released, usually this happens with like mass releases. When they release Poof. a bunch of people, Gone. you know, like at least with NXT, Indy Hartwell, she lost her best friend and she lost her husband. And they they allowed her at the very least to pine over it a little bit. You know, she looked looked at her hand. She didn't say anybody's name, Mm-mm. and she sort of was down in the dumps for a couple of weeks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never explained why they were gone. Nope. Uh, in this case, um, uh, they just killed off two dimes. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo killed him. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. The oh, segment literally man. starts with a splash into the water, and then it's it's on the Tony. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I kind of appreciate that. And yeah. on top of that, they're not. He He's realizing like immediately. And this is granted. This is like a three minute segment of that. Oh, it's pretty it was like short, the yeah. highlight of the week. But he's finally he's realizing how terrible an idea it was to have the legatos in his family mm-hmm. when they out at this point, they outnumber them two to one mm-hmm. <laughs> or three to one or whatever. Three to two. Three to um, two. Three to two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You're you're right though. I'm looking at this rundown and like they're doing everything backwards. Like the people who should be in matches are not in matches, uh, and the people who are talking are talking way too much. Exactly. Show opened up with a, a pretty solid match between uh, Caden Carter, Katana Chance taking on Cora Jade and Roxanne Press, become number, new number one contenders for Toxic Attractions tag titles. Fun bout. Uh, Chance and Carter are looking for their finish on Perez, and then Cora trips up Carter. And that allows Roxanne to hit uh, Katana with Pop Rocks to get the win. Yeah, what's going to happen with, uh, like, is Carter and Chance ever going to, I mean, should we just stop expecting, like, anything to happen? Because now they're just referring to them as veterans. Because they, they are. Like, they are. They've been a tag team forever yeah. in, in, in relative terms to for WWE. Mm-hmm. And they take a loss and they just go in the locker room and kick over someone's luggage. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we go to uh, the Diamond Mine Gym. Creeds are training there. And then Joe Gacy and Dyad enter. Mm-hmm. And and Gacy says, well, Roderick Strong doesn't appreciate your brilliance, but I will welcome you to our family. And Julia says, yeah, we may argue here in Diamond Mine, but Diamond Mine is forever. Roddy steps in. We're a family. Uh, we don't mind showing you how strong our bond is. And then Joe says, if you want to prove that you're family, let's do it tonight. So that match happens later. Yeah. Uh, then we had a toxic attraction interview. JC says she was unimpressed by the performance of Perez and Jade. Gigi uh, says it doesn't matter if Cora and Roxanne are best friends. We've beaten best friends, enemies, frenemies. We beat them, them all. 
She says, next week will be no different than Manny. says, Press should have used her contract for the tag titles in the first place. But if she thinks about using that contract on me, oh, that's not going to happen. And then Nikita Lyons steps in, says uh, Perez wouldn't have won the contract if I was still in the tournament. She says, tonight I'm back in the ring, baby, and my eyes are on Mandy. And Mandy says, eyes are on me all the time. She says, you can find out tonight when you step in the ring with me that I'm the queen of this jungle. Uh, then, then we, we got, got your favorite wrestler, Giovanni uh, Vici. Well, here's the thing. Vinci. I think, I think Fabian Eichner is a fantastic wrestler. He's, He's really good. Magnifique. This gimmicks is not working. It uh, sucks. It does suck. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> um, he wins. He gets. He he avoids the Giro's double springboard moonsault and hits the springboard tornado DDT, which looked great. And that spirit bomb, shit. Did that? Yeah, it's great. Oh, I know. It's, it's killer. Did they do this the first time, like last or two weeks ago, whenever it was he got that first win? As his as his character, where at the end they do this still, and it says Vittoria. <laughs> I don't remember the I don't remember the 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 title, but I think they did this freeze frame at the end. Yeah, I think they did, but I don't remember it saying Vittoria, <laughs> and that actually fucking made me laugh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it says victory down there. That's funny. That was pretty funny. Uh, then we got a Carmelo and Trick interview. Uh, Carmelo says he became the A champ without even trying, thanks to a few things. He says hustle. Trick then says swagger. Carmelo says loyalty. Trick then says confidence, and they both say together and disrespect. It takes all those things to become the A champ. That's why no one will ever get one over on me, and no one can tell me a damn thing because every rule has an exception when you're exceptional talent. And then Grayson Waller steps. This part I actually kind of like. So Grayson Waller steps in. He's got a basketball. He's got a stack of stuff. And he's like, hey, all my mates uh, uh, back home, massive Carmelo fans, can you sign some stuff? So Carmelo signs a basketball. There's eight by tens. There's all sorts of stuff. And so Carmelo's just signing it all. He looks at uh, uh, Waller's pendant and says, oh, man, that's great. And so uh, he finishes signing everything. Waller goes, hey, thanks. You're the man. And just leaves. Yeah. They're like, oh, I can trust that guy. Yeah. It's all very cordial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's very nice. Then we find out the deception a little bit later. Is there any chance Carmelo, he's trying to he's trying to usurp that Cena SummerSlam match? He's trying to get in on that by referencing Hustle, loyalty, and disrespect. Uh, I, I wouldn't read into it too much. It's just it's the week of the twentieth twentieth anniversary of his debut. I think it's just I'd be nod. down to see that match. Oh, though, I would I'll be tell too. You what? I yeah. would be too. Uh, after that, we had a Briggs and Jensen promo. They come out with their NXT UK titles. Briggs says, "We love to fight. We cross continents, and we fought the best NXT UK had to offer." And he says, uh, "We understand that injuries are part of the game." We've got a title match waiting for Smith and Carter. When, uh, when, uh, which one is it? Carter? Smith? 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 Yeah, Smith. Smith. Well, Smith is better. Crowd starts chanting USA, of course. Uh, so Jensen uh, recalls, he's like, you know, when we first met, uh, ever since that day, I busted my ass for the fans and for Briggs, and I thank Briggs for picking me to be his partner. Briggs says, I'm proud of you, brother. He says, but there's one thing left to do now that we've got these titles. And then Fallon says, let's drink some beer. And then Pretty Deadly walk out. And uh, yes, they're boy. like, yes, boy. He says, those titles were once gorgeous because we made them that way. But now they've been spoiled by the grubby hands of American trailer trash. <laughs> he says, those belts smell now. And then Jensen says, the only thing I smell is an Alabama ass whooping coming their way. And uh, Elton says, uh, Briggs and Jensen don't deserve the titles. There's only one team that can raise the prestige of the titles again. Yes, boy. And uh, Briggs tells him, shut up. We know a lot of great teams have held that title. Uh, but Pretty Deadly ain't one of them. Fact of the matter is we're going to be fighting champs. Pretty Deadly keep talking and they get to fighting right now. Jensen punches Prince. He and Briggs both clear mm-hmm. the ring. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, then we get a Braun Breaker video package, and then we get Carter and Chance walking the Warriors locker room, and Caden just boots somebody's somebody's luggage, just kicks it. Is right that going to be her uh, her new gimmick now? Now they just got a re gimmick because every time they lose a title match or, they or get anything gimmick, like I that, I know <clears throat> they get a new gimmick. Yeah. So she's complaining about losing, and 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 Katana Chance is like, I know we're better than than Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade, I know we're better than Toxic Attraction. Mm-mm. They're they're not. I mean, I mean, win loss record says no. Objectively, they're not. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Indy Hartwell versus Keanu James. So is this is Indy Hartwell moving on to main roster, or is she just going to be just like a crisis of confidence? I don't know. Because Keanu James got the win here. It was a cheaty win because he had her sure her feet. Yeah. Barely. She barely made her feet. I know. It was like tippy toes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Indy misses a springboard elbow. James rolls her up with her feet and the ropes get the win here. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with Indy. She needs to go to main roster, man. She does. She's really good. She's great. Uh, then we got the Tony D'Angelo bit splash in the water. Uh, they killed off two dimes. That's the idea here. And Tony says because uh, two dimes made a move for his chair, his phone rings, he answers at Santos, and he just ends up chucking his phone in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, after that, we had a Wesley promo. He says, you know, I was in the ring bearing my soul, and Trick ruined my moment. He says, Trick thinks the fact that I wear my heart on my sleeve makes me weak. It's my strength, and Trick is going to see that strength at the Great American Bash. He says, nobody's going to stop me from finding my inner peace in that ring. He's so determined to find peace, man. Yeah. He's violently looking for that peace, Larson. Uh, then we got Diamond versus Joe Gacy and the Dyad, Grizzled Young Dyad. Soon to be Joe So, like, Julius is basically about to win this match. Uh, Roddy tags himself in, and Julius, understandably, ain't happy. No, man. No, I've never. This is, I'm sorry, but the, if you're trying to get me to think, or WWE, not you, if WWE is trying to get me to think that Julius is the guy I'm supposed to be siding with here, what a bonehead move. People tag themselves in all the time. I get it. He was about to do the finish, and he was about to win the match. I get it. That shit happens, right? We all know what Roddy's like at this point in his life. He's kind of a dick. Tags himself in. Roddy knows what he's doing, though. He's not some chump, and you're against the dyad, all right? You get the hell out of there. You don't You don't stage conflict mediation right here in the middle of the ring. You don't air your grievances well, during Roger, the match. Roderick's done that. He's done that. He's done what? It air grievances during the match. That's fine. Julius should be above that. Stay out. Let Roderick do his no, thing. New Creed brothers are relatively relative rookies. They've been on TV less than a year. They're still learning these things. They're fired. They're the tag champions, man. Yeah, they're still learning. You don't come on. Number basic rule number one: tag Chase University tag team wrestling number one. Once you get tagged out, you stay out unless you're going to help your partner continue See, with a double team movie. What you didn't X. understand that Julius was trying to help his partner. He felt like Gacy about the charge, and so that's why he was pushing Roddy. See, I saw that. You didn't realize that. So anyway. So you didn't see anything. So they're shoving, and, and Roddy's shoving Julius back to their corner. And so Joe Gacy tries to hit his finish, tries to take advantage of the situation. Brutus gets in there and pounces Gacy out of the ring. Mm-hmm. So Brutus tried to help. Yeah, that's uh, true. Doesn't matter. Dyad hits Roddy with their finish to get the win. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Julius, he needs to hey, look. You get tagged out. You get tagged out. You know, you got to understand too that, that, that 
everything that's been leading to that point. Yeah, Roddy's, Roddy's been of, an asshole yeah. to him. <laughs> he has been a royal asshole to them. Uh, so, anyways, that comes to a head a little bit later on. Yep. Trick and Mello are about to leave the PC, and Mackenzie steps in for an interview, and they're like, "What, what do you want?" And Trick is like, "Yeah, I'm going to defeat Wesley. What's what's good?" And then Mackenzie's like, "Well, actually, I want to talk about Mello defending the North American title against Grayson Waller." And Mello's like, what "The fuck? What are you talking about?" And uh, he's like, "Waller's my guy. I just signed a bunch of shit for him." Mackenzie says, "No, you signed the contract." And then Trick figures it out. He's like, "Oh, that Grayson's a snake." <laughs> and Mello says, "When you trick, well, you need to tell Waller. When you trick me, you trick yourself." A great American Bash trick is walking out with the W, and I'm walking out still North American champion. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. one of the items he had him sign was a contract. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Uh, we, uh, we have a trainer about to give a medical update to Alba Fire. Lash Legend pushes him out of the frame. And out of just, here, nerd. Yeah, and declares <laughs> Alba's out of action permanently. So is she heading the main roster? <laughs> or is that just Lash Legend? Uh, uh, fabricating information. Uh, I believe it's the latter. That's a pretty big deal. If somebody is out permanently. That means forever. Uh, that does after mean that, forever. That's correct. We're going to get uh, Sanga versus Zion Quinn, but Zion attacks Sanga on the ramp. The refs come out to break it up. NXT rolls on. We come back. Diamond Mines backstage. They're arguing. Oh, boy. Roddy <sighs> says, appropriately, all you guys had to do is listen. They're like, all we do is listen, man. We li- and all the all and all you do is is blame us for everything. And then Roddy says, "Fine, you want to do this? I'm going to challenge you guys to a match against me and Damon Kemp for the tag titles." <laughs> Damon Kemp looks so over it. He's like, he's just daydreaming about Wolfgang and drinking beers. Yeah, yeah he just wants to go. He just wants to go drink. He says, "Then maybe you'll learn a lesson." Roddy needs to go and 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 join Chase U because it's all about teachable moments. Like yeah, so. really. Or he needs to go to, to go drink beer with uh, Damon and, and Wolfgang and chill out. He needs to chill the fuck out. He needs, he needs to go hang out with Chill Sanga because he has his match next against Zion Quinn. Uh, Sanga wins with the choke slam. Uh, <laughs> Sanga looks great, man. There's a lot of beef on that dude yeah, right there. Yeah. Oh man, Chill Sanga's great. Uh, then we got a Wendy Chu video package. Uh, she was talking some trash about Tiffany Stratton. Um, then we got Nikita Lyons versus Mandy Rose. Uh, no finish here. We got DQ finish, I guess. Uh, toxic Traction hits the ring to attack Nikita after Lyons hits a bunch of kicks. Uh, uh, JC hit her with a chop block, and then Roxanne and Cora Jade come out to make the save. Uh, then we got our Apollo Crews segment, but it wasn't... Uh, this kind of time traveling thing, yeah. or whatever it is, he he's got going. So it's him and this Solo bit, been, You know, it'd be kind of cool. What if they like do one of these backstage segments, but like it's the same philosophy as the film stuff. Uh-huh. So like he talks to Solo Sokoa, but then like the conversation ends, and then Apollo Cruz just says the same thing from the very beginning of the conversation. So I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. He's like, "I just traveled back in time." He's like, "No, you didn't." We're just no, you did. You're staying here the entire time. You just said what you did five minutes ago. <laughs> we already had this conversation, man. What are you doing? So, uh, so like, he gets out his journal. He's like, time is a flat circle. Um, <laughs> so Solo's, up, <laughs> Solo's upset he lost Waller. And he's like, oh, if it wasn't for that exposed turnbuckle, I had a beat. Waller got lucky. And then Cruz says, hey, you'll get, you're going to get Waller back. Your magic in the ring. And Solo says, man, thank you. That means a lot coming from you. And then Zion steps in and goes, would it mean a lot coming for me? 
The answer is no, obviously. <laughs> no, uh, you're a dickhead. And he says, hey, it's been three years since you've been here. Hasn't it been longer? <laughs> <laughs> I think it has been. It's yeah, been like six years. Well, yeah, but in Apollo, in Apollo Crew's years, it's oh, only maybe. three years because of his maybe. time traveling. It could be. He goes, hey, a lot has changed. And he's here's the thing. When he steps in, he's such a low talker. He is a low talker. Hey, man, a lot has changed since you've been here. Three years. He says, if you want to be... (laughs) And then he starts explaining to Cruz what it is to be the perfect NXT superstar. This guy can't even get past Songa, for God's sake. Yeah. He's like, if you want to become the perfect NXT superstar, you can't, because it's me. So I was like, oh, I thought you were going to tell him how to do it. Yeah, no, he's saying he's the perfect NXT superstar. We just lost to Songa. Uh, And then Cruz says, you know, on paper... Your future looks bright. Time is a flat circle. He says, but when I look at your at your future, doesn't look too good. Oh, see? Time travel. And then uh, he says, when I look at your future, it doesn't look too good. He's like, you just said that. You just said that. You just said that. So then we got a JD McDonough video package. Similar to the last one we saw last week. So the thing is here, in NXT UK, he was the ace. But the twist is wherever he goes is the ace. He's it wasn't ace. Ju- it wasn't there. It's just wherever he he is the ace. That wherever yeah, he goes, he's where he goes. He's still the. I ace go to guy. McDonald's. Guess what? I'm ace the of ace. McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go to Home Depot. Guess, guess what? what? Ace of Home Depot. Yeah. I go to Ace. <laughs> ace, of ace. ace of Ace. There you go. Ace of Ace. Yeah. I go to Bass Pro Shops. I'm the Ace, ace of, of base, base Bass Pro Shop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, see, man, these NXT reviews, these are the, these are these are when I get stupid. Yeah, uh, then we got Cameron Grimes, Braun Breaker face to face. Wade Barrett's in there for some reason. Braun tells me get out of there. We we could take care of this. Uh, you know they're trying to build up interest in this match. Cameron Grimes right now is more interesting than what he was a few weeks back. He is, yeah, but yeah. he's not quite as dynamic. He feels more comfortable. He just feels more comfortable. You know, yeah, it's all it's all kind of stupid. You know, yeah. uh, th- this bit where he so uh, Wade Barrett's in there who looks like a real WWE superstar. <laughs> He's so big, and He's then you got like these little NXT guys. Uh, so Braun Breaker's in there with Cameron. Well, I mean, Grimes. to be He's fair, like, I think Wade Barrett's like six six. Like he's massive. He's a tall he's, dude. He's main roster size. That's the point. Those well, guys are Braun those is, guys are rare. Is it Braun like six two? Braun, I don't think I doubt Braun's taller than like six feet, man. I don't think he's that tall. Cameron Grimes might be six, oh, six too. I think Cameron's yeah, I think Cameron's taller than Braun Breaker. That could be. Yeah, Cameron um, Grimes is surprisingly tall. He's surprised. He's like short for WWE size, but he's tall for NXT size. Um. So, anyways, oh, Braun so Grimes uh, is six foot. Really? Yeah. To the moon. Well, maybe when he gets to the moon, the gravity stretches you out a little bit. You know? I think we have to get close to a, a black hole for that to work, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like a neutron star. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, let's just get through this last uh, part here. Oh, do we... <laughs> So I, Braun, I, I, said, I said the end of it. Uh, uh, Braun goes into the turnbuckle, and then, and then Grimes sends him in again and pops his shoulder out the top rope breaks. The end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's just some trash talk before that. Like, Cameron Grimes. Grimes is saying, oh, your dad got you here. Yeah. 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 Well, he anyway. said his dad had no heart. He said Rick Steiner had no heart, and that's why he's never world champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Concert crap says... Barrett is main roster ready. Send him up. He did. He, he did a little bit though when they they had some news about something. He says, "Oh, 
breaking news barrett <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny there his his him and vic get along so they have good chemistry they do they have do have chemistry. really good chemistry yeah so, so after uh bronze shoulder pops out uh you have trainers and refs come out and, and grimes kind of kneels down to him and says you know maybe you're right 100 percent. maybe i can't beat you don't look like you're 100 now yeah Eesh. yeah doesn't seem Bronze like goes, you're oh. 100% now. Braun, I think, says, oh, I think it's out. It's out. It's out. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weak, too. Like, he just he just got flung into the... How many times have we seen Bret Hart go 100 miles an hour into that turnbuckle? He well, never dislocated yeah. his sternum. Yeah, yeah I know. Because I'm Bret Hart. I'm not a weak Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, when do you think the acclaimed will win the tag titles in AEW? They're great. They're really good. That tag division is so loaded. I don't know. It's stacked. It's like Santana stacked. Ortiz already even, haven't, haven't even been tag champs yet. Which is Santana Ortiz, Red Dragon, sorry, Redragon, mm-hmm. um, you know, there there's a number of tag teams that are probably gonna have those titles before the acclaimed. Um, but they're they're terrific. They're great. Yeah, they're really, Dude, they're Ca- really great. Caster's killing me, man. That white yeah. face thing. <laughs> you yeah. guys cheering a guy wearing white face. Oh, that was funny. Uh, uh, Cornbread Haas asks, "What did Eddie Kingston eat in catering after the match? Hopefully, he got some ice for his back." Shit, some Reese's pie, baby. Yeah. That sounds hella good. I'm going to have an ice cream sandwich after this. Uh, let's see here. Soakin' Rose says, when do you think is the right time for AEW to announce the trio championship? Well, but like, you know, Cole, if it's going to be Cole and Red Dragon, they're all injured. Uh-huh. Uh, so it can't be that. Nope. It's going to be Blackpool um, Combat Club. Put him on Mox and, and Claudio and when Brian Danielson comes back. Woo! And Brian Danielson, he's injured right now, Woo! too. Woo! Yeah. Man, they so never like, lose those know. belts. Three of them? You got you to gotta wait a second. I mean, it could be Eddie. and Well, yeah, now who knows about Santana because Eddie and Santana Ortiz could have been them. Yep. Yeah. You know. So you got to <laughs> wait for some of these injuries to subside. Yeah, you do. Uh, Fear and Loathen asked, if the moon was made of spare ribs, would you eat it? The only issue is that space is a vacuum, and if I take my helmet off, I die? If that was an issue, there'd be no moon. I'd eat mm. the shit out of the moon if it was made of spare ribs. Hell yes. There's already been people out. You know, like dust hits it, like space dust hits it. It's fucking like rocks hit it and stuff. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's disgusting. It's like he's gonna just like fucking ribs just out there in you know in your backyard just hanging out there. You're gonna it's been there for like millions of years. You're just uh-huh. gonna eat that. But it's cold out there, so it's preserved in space, you know. It's like putting it in your freezer. And then trying to heat it up. Mm-hmm. Heat it up, eat it up. Most poses now that we're basically halfway through 2022, who do have as great a singles tag team and women's wrestler in AEW thus far? FTR it, for tag team. It's not even close. Yeah. Singles. I mean, it's, it's Kenny is the best singles guy. No, for but. this year. I think the question is this year. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Uh... Oh, uh, to Danielson. Yeah, probably Danielson. Danielson. Yeah, Danielson. Probably Danielson. Yeah. And, and then, women's uh, wrestlers? Uh, 
Or Cody, yeah, Cody. Probably. I'd Cody. say for women's wrestlers, it's Jade. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is great. Uh, Gregory Faella, Faella says, "My brother and his fiance got me a cameo from Kurt Angle, oh. asking me to be the best man at their wedding." That's cool. That's super cool. Uh, he says, who from AEW or NXT 2.0 would you pick to be your best man, excluding Miro? I wouldn't. These days, I wouldn't choose Miro to be my best man. But that'd be like a bummer of a bachelor party at this point. Oh, I'm it's, going to it's, go to church. It's the, it's the acclaimed. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah Lord Naroku, if a wrestler had to recreate the music video for once in a lifetime. Talking heads, right? Once in once in a lifetime. Uh, uh, that music video. <laughs> so you're doing yeah. the, the dance yeah. and stuff. Who yeah. would you pick? Danhausen. Yeah, that's good. Danhausen. Yeah. That's good. Once, or Eddie. <laughs> Could you imagine Eddie doing that? When's the last time you saw it? I've watched that I've watched that video recently. Yeah. Like multiple times. Yeah. And isn't there a well, dance where he does this? Yeah. And then there's like a multiple uh what's his face? David Byrne. David Burns, yeah. Part of <laughs> same as it ever was same, same as, as it ever was, was. Same, same as, as, as it ever was. was apparently a lot of those lyrics are just sort of made up on the spot that's mm-hmm. what i read mm-hmm. i read it in one of the youtube comments who knows if it's true <laughs> <laughs> people say whatever they want there i guess so uh, let's see here. Uh, Cameron Bartolazzo, what other gimmick matches would AEW have that uh, WWE IP associated with what would they call Helen? What would they call Money in the Bank? Uh, Funds in the attaché case. Mm. I mean, they're getting lazy with Royal Rampage. Yeah, I know. Trying to think of like something that rhymes with deal, seal the deal, or something like that. I don't know. That's oh, terrible. That's, no, that's good. I like that. Or steal the deal. That's steal good. Steal the deal. That's good. Seal seal the deal's good. That's good. And then like its theme song will be "Kiss from a Rose." What about a um, uh, uh, beat the clock challenge? Oh man, get there in time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> get it in. Next up on AEW, get it in time. That's a terrible idea. Just, time is a flat circle. AEW Dynamite. The flat circle match. There you go. The flat circle match. Perfect. Uh, Xavier Gray says, which of these top four picks do you think has a chance of winning the match this Saturday? Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, and Asuka. It's Becky. And yeah, there's Becky's like not gonna win. There's no story for anybody else at all. It's Becky a thousand percent. Yeah. The men's side is a lot more up in the air. Yeah. Uh, so I see. guess, yeah, if we're going to do the, the, the briefcase thing like we did last year, then it's probably going to have to be for the men's match because there's just more. If we all think Becky's going to win, there's not much drama associated with that, you know? Okay, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out tomorrow at SmashDown because we're Sounds doing our predictions. Um, let's see here. Luis Areza, when was the most opportune time for a John Cena heel turn? <sighs> it would have been interesting if he had turned heel in his feud against Rock, like was kind of planned. Yeah, I was gonna say if he went if he went heel against Punk, mm. if he like joined you know the, like was like the authority or something mm-hmm. you know like what if he just sort of really went head first into the idea that he's the chosen guy there? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, let's see here, uh, Lord Ziffer. Assuming Punk is healthy by All Out, would you rather see Punk Mox main event or FTR Young Bucks? FTR Young Tony, Bucks. 
Tony calls us, say, hey, guys, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, yeah, FTR Young Bucks. Make that a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Alex Foster says, NXT ratings have been up recently, and Sanga has been on TV a lot more recently. Coincidence? No, he's a draw. He is. Totally a draw. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, should Blood and Guts be reserved for pay-per-view? No, no. not at all. No. I love when Dynamite does themed episodes. Same, same. Uh, Organ Grinder, so what do you think of the Elias-Ezekiel storyline? I admit I didn't like the Elias character, but the Ezekiel thing has kind of gotten over with me. I like it. We said this before, in the hands of basically anybody else, I don't think this would have worked, but having Kevin Owens uh, be the foil to Ezekiel mm-hmm. was perfect casting. When, Eze- when Ezekiel first debuted, and I was like, who the... <sighs> what is this? And as soon as he said, with just the, the most deadpan look on his face i'm ezekiel elias's younger brother i immediately was like this is genius this is fucking real for this guy because we all knew that elias had talent has talent um yeah absolutely this was the guy for it i from the second it started i was like this is great and then the moment when champ during the champ interview where he says <laughs> oh easy mistake to make kevin He's he's Elias's younger brother. Oh, it's, 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 it's a throwaway at the end when everybody leaves, and he, he just uh, Chompa shrugs, goes Ezekiel. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is where they're going with this. This is brilliant. And yeah, Elias was getting boring. You know, mm-hmm. he had his moments, but man, that that gimmick had such a ceiling. And to it. his arguably his greatest moment on main roster was with Kevin Owens by his side. It's that mm, bit yeah. in Seattle. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gregory Mullen wants us to compare this version of Blood and Guts and the first one. I felt like this one was wilder. It felt that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, it was just going pretty crazy, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh... Okay, uh, Rob Conway guy says, where do you think they go with Kingston after he didn't get Jericho to tap? I would hope Kingston would still want uh, to drink Jericho's blood. That shouldn't that that should not end. That being said, I wonder if they're going to sort of maybe do a couple things because clearly he's going to have you think he's going to have problems with Claudio getting that. This is or maybe they're be. just going to say, hey, because what's what's Claudio supposed to do? Oh, no, go ahead, please. You yeah. want to win the match. Yeah, maybe he'll just be like, hey. You know, I'm not done with Jericho because I didn't get what I wanted because of Claudio. So this is what's going to happen. Uh, there'd be one more match between Eddie and Jericho. Jericho's going to win it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Eddie's going to be pissed at Claudio because he couldn't get his moment. Because after Jericho mm-hmm. wins, I guess that's just it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right, right. Maybe Jericho drinks his blood. No coming back from that. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> um, and so he goes to Claudio and goes, you deprived me of my chance to, to, mm-hmm. to beat Drink Jericho. his blood. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. All right. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tomorrow is our heavy streaming day over oh, on yes. Twitch. We've got, well, I mean, we've got the numbers don't lie. And we've got Smash Zones. That's our heavy streaming day because we stopped doing the NXT UK reviews. That's true. Watch alongs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, join us for that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>